to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. Welcome to Kahlua in my coffee. Wonder how my jingle plays before and after each episode? I keep Becky Griswold in a tiny, tiny box on my desk and put rosé in her water bowl. It keeps her coming back. <laughs> this episode, we're covering segments that are listener favorites. I actually had my VIP Facebook chat group vote on what they wanted to hear. So you can blame them if you don't like this week's topics. So here we go. We're going to hit things like relatable roulette, rants and raves, and just for your favorite, I know you've been waiting for trends on a budget. So, just remember, be careful what you ask for. We're going to kick things off today with Relatable Roulette. Now, most of us have great kids' stories. Not the ones where we're like, yay, he won an award, my son's the best football player, I'm so excited, he's going to Stanford. No, I'm talking about the embarrassing, oh my God, I can't believe my freaking kids did that story. I should say stories, because I've got my top three favorite, and I hope this week you also share your top few, even if it's just one, over in the Facebook group. I'm going to post something, and I really, really, really want you to contribute and tell us a story about your craziest kids' topics and whatever. You'll understand what I mean when you hear what my kids did. So for those of you who do not know know me very well, I have three boys, and I had them in under five years. We also took on raising another uh, child that we had contact with in their youth. So essentially, I'm a mother of four, uh, and that's two humans, and several four-legged individuals. But let's get this kicking off with my funniest kids' stories, my top three. Number three, the blue gogurt fight. Yes, you heard me. The blue gogurt fight. Mind you, I was taking what was possibly a three and a half minute shower because I have three kids, they're all close in age, and this was in that rare kind of gray area of when you get up, you change them all, you put food in front of them, you tell them to watch cartoons, you take a three and a half minute shower, you've got a super short haircut and you're not wearing makeup because you have three kids and you still have to go to work. And mind you, you have to drop them each at three different places because of their ages and needs on your way to work. So that three and a half-ish minutes that you have to take that quick, super quick shower and you're probably not getting breakfast. Yeah, this is when my this is what my kids did during that brief intermission. So I can hear them like any normal day and if I poke my head out of the shower a little bit, I have it arranged in a way that I can see that there's heads and they're where they're supposed to be. And it just figured this was like any other morning. They were about, let's say, four, six, and maybe eight-ish, or right around that time frame. Still pretty little, but actually, no, I take that back. They were two, four, and six, which makes this a little more precarious. So I'm taking my three-and-a-half-minute shower, and I get out and, you know, get dressed and do my two-second hair because it's short because I have three kids, and I come out around the bend and in the front room, on the walls, on the carpet, on the couch, 
on the uh, fireplace, on pictures. I mean, it literally was everywhere and head to toe on the kits. Now, you remember me saying, I have a very short window of time to get all three kids ready, get myself ready, and drive them to three different places before I drive myself to work. It's very well planned out, and it was very structured and very routine. There was no wiggle time for that extra minute of, I can't find my backpack, or my shoes aren't tying, Mommy, or I have to go potty again. No time. So imagine the blue gogurt fight that took place in those three and a half minutes and the amount of gogurt because I believe there's 12 in one of those packs. And when you're raising three kids in that short of a uh, age span, you probably have more than one box of 12 gogurts in your refrigerator. Yeah, so they opened them up, they squirted them everywhere, and I was so mortified at thinking about the, the blue gogurt in everything, but I couldn't be late for work, nor could the kids be late for school or daycare. So line them up, wipey them down, throw on new shirts, whatever they might have needed, butts to the car, we gotta go. So I ended up spending my lunch break going home and cleaning up the blue gogurt, which at this point had pretty much dried on our very lightly beiged carpet and our very white walls. So, and that's just number three. So mind you, when we get to my number one, oh my God, I can't believe my bleeping kids did that. Number two, the 911 shower incident. Now this was a completely different day, actually a completely different residence in a completely different state. But I was in the shower again, probably three and a half minutes worth, maybe four by then, because at this point, if I have my memory serving me right, we were at ages eight, six, and four-ish. And I'm in the shower, and all of a sudden, the boys come running in and say, Mommy, Mommy, there's a policeman at the door. And I'm thinking to myself, we lived in a buzz-in type condo meaning you either you had to have them buzz and you would get the speaker inside your unit and you would actually have to hit a code for them to be buzzed in the front door or they would have to know the code or have the pass key to even get to your front door so i'm thinking okay maybe they're looking out the window mind you of course i'm in the shower seems to be when things happen and i hear again mommy there's a policeman at the door i'm at this point soaking wet in a towel, trying to come out of my master bedroom. And yes, there he is. Hello, officer. Um, can I help you? Well, ma'am, your kids called 911 and we weren't sure because nobody answered. So when we called back, I go, well, I was in the shower. Well, he goes, I can see that. And he said, but because there was no response, we needed to make sure that there wasn't anybody in need. And I said, well, sir, I can definitely assure you there's nobody in need right now, but that's not to say that later on when these kids are in big trouble, maybe there'll be a real need to call you. And uh, he didn't really like that answer too much, but either way. So he at that point says, well, I have to make sure that all of you aren't you know, in a bad position or have something going on in the home that needs help and you're just telling me that you're okay. <sighs> Okay, again, I'm standing there soaking wet with a towel that barely fits. And I think I still have soap in my hair at this point. 
So I let the uh, officer in and he takes a look around and realizes that it's me taking my three and a half minute shower. And then I have three very rambunctious, very, oh no you didn't boys. And he just kind of gives me a giggle and says, let me talk to the boys. So he pulls the boys out in the hallway and has a little lecture with them. And needless to say, um, we ended up having to block off the access for them to get to the buzz-in because the buzzing in uh, mechanism that allowed them to call 911 is also what allowed them to buzz the officer in. So lesson learned, even though they have been told several times, you do not touch this, you do not press this button, you do not, you do not, you do not, they take it upon themselves, of course, while I'm in the shower, and now you know why I take such short showers, and I had such short hair raising my kids. So that's number two. So based on those two stories, you're probably thinking, whoa, those are pretty good. I can't imagine anything that could top that. Well, are you in for a treat? Because I not only have something that tops that, I have something that is mind-blowing and how they finagled this particular situation. None of us will truly know, but we were able to kind of piece things together after the fact. All right, here we go. So we're back in the same house. This is pre the 9-11, uh, 911 shower incident. And we're back in the same house that had the blue go-gurts. The boys are a little bit younger and they're about, again, you know, that two, four, six age range. And it's Thanksgiving weekend. And my parents and my uncle, so three adults plus my husband and I, five adults, are in a home with three kids. Okay, so we've got them outnumbered, thank goodness. We got a five to three ratio. But we have to sleep at some point, correct? Yep, we had to sleep. But I had a peace of mind and everybody had a peace of mind because we had a security system. It was on every window and every door. And if anybody tried to escape or be an escapee as we called them, the alarm was gonna sound, it was gonna wake anybody up and one of us would have to dash to the keypad before the phone came from the security system saying, oh, is this really you coming in? And also the alarms would also trigger 911 if you didn't answer or hit the keypad, which we all know what happens when that gets hit. So needless to say, we're all asleep. It's maybe five-ish in the morning. I hear the boys awake. No biggie. They're not going anywhere. Grandma and Grandpa are asleep in the front room. We've got the other guest room used. We're in our room. They're in their room. Actually, it was the two older ones. The younger one, I believe, was still in the crib at the time um, and in sleeping with another adult. So the older two, six and four-ish, I can hear them playing and just like any normal morning, they got up early, you know, six is usually not completely out of range when they would start waking up at that age, uh, especially on a weekend or a holiday. And so I hear them playing and so my, you know, mom ear goes up and they're not doing anything. They're not screaming, you know, they're just in their rooms playing and I can hear them getting into their toys in the closet and, and anything in there was safe. What I did not remember was we hadn't lived in that house very long and we had had a repair needed to a sensor on of all the windows in the house. Yep, you guessed it, the room the older two boys stay in. So I'm exhausted. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We've got company. We've been running, you know, we've been working all week. 
we're trying to sleep in for a few extra minutes. And so kids are safe, no problem. So I kind of roll over and go back to sleep. Mind you, anybody who knows a husband normal behavior, he heard nothing. So I heard the kids, I rolled back over, I went to sleep. He continued to sleep like the Navy sailor he is and hears nothing. So I'm hearing the kids play and I'm kind of dozing in and out of sleep. And they're in the room right next to us. We have a shared wall and I could continue to hear them playing. So it didn't dawn on me that when I continued hearing them, they were actually on the opposite wall. Well, I shouldn't say that. They were on an outside wall. So we were kind of like a T, the side of the house with the window. Then we had a shared wall that made a T. And what they had done is they had opened the window. They had pushed out the screen. Thank goodness we lived in a Spanish flat type house, California bungalow style. So the window really only had about two and a half, three feet uh, from the ground at its base. So they weren't going to hurt themselves if they did climb out or fall out the window because they were only dropping a foot or two. And apparently they had done this, but it still sounded, you know, in my half fuzzy asleep a rollover brain that they were still in their room because legitimately the sounds were within that corridor. And what we were able to find out and piece together after the fact, I'll get to, but we're going to fast forward to find out how in the heck we knew they'd done this. Well, I hear a ding dong. Uh, is that our doorbell? Look over at the clock. It's 530 in the freaking morning on Thanksgiving morning. Ding dong, ding dong. Oh my God, the house must be on fire. Wake up, sprung up, run. Well, mind you, the alarm's set, right? Open the front door, ree, 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 ree. alarm's going off. Have to go over half asleep, turn off the pad. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Ba -ba -ba -da. Guess who's at my door? No, not the police this time, although it could have happened. My neighbor, two doors down. They were friends of ours and the kids played together and they're the, still the same age as the kids today and we're still in touch with them. Wonderful family. And my neighbor has my two older kids who, well, one was still in a pull-up and the other one's just in underwear, wrapped up in a big, you know, soft Korean tigery type blanket, ha you know, half asleep, little irritated look on his face and said, um your kids just knocked on our door and asked if the boys could play. Oh, what? Excuse me? Would you mind repeating that? Mind you, it's 5.30 in the morning and my neighbor, as nice of a guy as he is, was definitely not enthused. And we're all looking around at each other because now everyone in the house is definitely awake going, what in the world happened? So let's rewind back there. And when I put a pause on, we figured out that they had pushed open the window, pushed out the screen, and then the smart little conniving four and six-year-old that they are, you know, the ones who had a blue go-gart fight not too long before this and you would think they just don't have brains, they were smart enough to pull every stuffed animal. And this was in the late 90s, early 2000s, so whose kid didn't have like a three-foot plush every Disney character? And when you have three kids, you definitely end up with a lot of soft toys. So they took every soft stuffed animal they had, all of their comforters and blankets, because this is Thanksgiving weekend. It's getting chillier, so they've got big blankets. Their pillows for you know their bed, their making of their bed, and anything else that was soft. 
they pushed it out their window. Now, again, they're on a side yard and both side yards had locked, bolted uh, uh, gates, but there was no way to open them. You'd literally have to climb the fence. Yeah, exactly. You would literally have to climb the fence. And this particular side, not only was it locked, it had a big bush in front of it for both safety reasons and just for some sound control um, and keeping neighbors from, you know, being in our yard too easily. So what they had done is they'd gone to the backyard, which now this is at the foot of my bed wall. So again, I'm hearing the kids and they seem within reason while I'm half asleep. And they dumped out their big uh, bins. And you know the ones I'm talking about. Most of them would go outside or if you have an outside party, they're those big barrels with like the rope handles. They dump all the outside toys that were in both of them. They drag them to the side gate that they can't open. They stack them in a way where they could just get up on their tippy toes. They took everything soft that I mentioned and threw it over the fence on top of the bush type thing. Luckily it wasn't rose bushes, but either way, they knew to break their fall. These little hellions, these little hoodlums, these little connivers, these blue gogurt fighting little men knew they needed a soft landing. They pushed everything over. They climbed up on the fence, one in pull-ups, one in underoos, and they fell on their soft buddy. Well, they weren't smart enough to grab a sheet or a blanket or a pillow and wrap themselves around it. Mind you, it's like 40 degrees out in a nice California winter. And they run two doors down, ding, 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 wake up neighbors, neighbors comes with them wrapped in the blanket. And we will forever, forever, forever refer to that as the great escape of Thanksgiving. And there isn't a family member that doesn't know the story. It's quite comical. It wasn't so comical in the moment, but I know the rest of you have stories like these. And I definitely encourage you to um, upload them with uh, the post I'm going to do later in the Facebook group because I'd really like to hear the, your stories because as parents, I know we all have a story. So moving on, that was Relatable Roulette and I know you have one that's relatable. And I'm going to move on to rants and raves. I wasn't quite sure if I was ranting about the next subject in this segment or raving. And then I really decided it's ranting. And I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or if it's just because this is asinine and the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Either one. So has anybody heard of ASMR? That's Alpha Sam. Um, what's an M? <laughs> I can't even think. <laughs> Mile, let's go with Mile. I am not military trained. Uh, Ralph, so A-S-M as in Mary R. And this is, if you're not aware of what ASMR is, it's the Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Allegedly, it is relaxing, often sedative sensation that begins on the scalp and moves down the body. Now, for any of you that haven't heard about this, it's basically videos on YouTube of people doing different sounds that allegedly resonates to the brain and somehow gives the body a relaxing, sedative 
sensation that begins at the scalp and moves down the body. It's also referred to as a brain massage, and it's triggered by placid sights and sounds such as whispering or accents, crackles, wind chimes, eating, like crunchy things, which makes absolutely no sense to me. If I'm going to put on some kind of white noise, it sure as heck is going to sound like an air conditioner, a ceiling fan, a ocean wave, and the rain. I know, oddly specific. Um, <laughs> but I sure as heck am not going to listen to some chick on YouTube eat her freaking Doritos. It just doesn't make sense to me. But I guess people are really into this, and they said it gives you this feeling as if somebody's massaging their finger trip, uh, fingertips across your neck or back. And it's interesting, though, that both men and women seek out these videos, and about half the audience ranges in ages, and this will be no surprise, 18 to 24. Yep, this is a fad on those kids, which in my case, are the same ages as my kids. But I can say, hands down, I did not teach my kids to believe in idiotic fads. Yay, me. But there are a lot of people that this works. And there's people who do this for a living on YouTube. Yeah, they have enough subscribers that they're making freaking money off of eating Doritos and blowing or whispering into the microphone. Uh-huh. Yeah, you heard me. So crinkling wrappers, chewing candy, opening cans, Tic Tac, Sweetest Fish, Taco Bell, KFC, anything. I mean, KFC even capitalized on this by making a commercial that referenced George Hamilton playing the Colonel Sanders and whispering sweet nothings about pocket squares and enjoying the sounds of KFC's new crispy fried chicken. Did that give you goosebumps or did that give you a nauseating feeling? I, I think it was the latter for me. But I thought, you know, if the kids are doing it, maybe I should try it. And so this also kind of falls into not only uh, rants and raves, but it also falls into trends on a budget. Because why? Anyway, I'm going to stop asking the why and I'm just going to try this. So here's one of the first things. This is going to be kind of a soft tethering sound. Not even sure if you heard that. I've got earphones in and I'm listening to this while I record it and I heard nothing. But apparently people hear stuff. Maybe I need the volume turned up, but I've learned I don't need the volume turned up. So I will leave it where it's at. And then there's the crackling. You ready for this one? Allegedly, that sound over and over and over again puts people to sleep. I did the whispering so I can talk like this. Welcome to Kahlua in my coffee. You will fall asleep. You are getting sleepy. When I snap my fingers, you will bark like a dog. Oh, wait. That is hypnotizing, not ASMR. Sorry, I got... I got the two things confused. So, <laughs> and then there's things like wind chimes. So this is as close as I could get to a wind chime. 
kind of see how that in the background could be calming. I know lots of people who have yards and they love hearing their wind chimes out in front of their, or out by their windows when they sleep or the wind rustling through it or a happy day on a hammock and there's nearby sounds. And I could get that for the relaxation part, but you're also outside or you're near an open window and there's a ambiance and there's a collective uh, amount of relaxing things going on. But you know, there's other things where people will hit uh, like a beer bottle. There was a commercial that had a woman who took a beer bottle. I won't name the brand, but it ran during the Super Bowl and it's run since. And she basically did this thing with her fingers. And she talked like this into the microphone. Yeah, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. But I hope you get it when Later on, I'm going to upload a sound bit of me eating different foods and making noises with my mouth that are supposed to be relaxing. So we're all gonna get a good laugh and a good giggle when I record that separately. So take a look at that. Only those in the VIP chat group will get to hear the extended version of the ASMR random things that allegedly relax people and put them to sleep. So. Moving on here, you know, uh, <laughs> there are so many things I could say about this, but I would really like to do just trends on a budget that is just that, trends on a budget. And uh, although the other one led or lent to it, that's okay. You got a bonus half one there. So this is Kalu and my coffee's trends on a budget. And no, it is not me bedazzling my butthole, but it might be pretty darn close. Have you heard of rage yoga? You heard what I said. Rage yoga! You know, oh wait, I was just doing like my best metal impression. I could actually be like, rage yoga, rage yoga, rage yoga. Anyway, I'll just maybe I'll write a song. Anyway, yoga, rage yoga is supposed to be, you know, relaxing meditative exercise that gets you ready for the rest of your day. Well, I guess regular yoga, uh, yoga is supposed to be like that. But now you might be able to achieve the same results by doing just the opposite. Rage Yoga aims to calm you down and get you uh, fitter by sweating, shouting, and enjoying a beer. Yes, you heard me. Yoga where you swear, you scream, and you chase it with the beer. Well, I might not chase it with the beer so much or red wine. We all know I don't like red wine. But I will maybe chase it with something else. We'll maybe try a lemon drop martini. So... It uh, looks like here, according to uh, distractify.com, there's a woman named Lindsay Estance who's the founder of Rage Yoga. And while I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense because people now pay to go to rooms to literally destroy things with bats. So uh, if you taking an old laptop and smashing it and taking a glass or a mirror and smashing it with, uh, you know, a mullet or a, um, a bat or whatever, if that makes you get your rage out, more power to you. So, I mean, logically something else along that lines would make sense. But she explained that her method is a practice of involving stretching, um, positional exercising, and bad humor, which is why it's on my podcast, and with the goal of obtaining good health and to become Zen AF. AF, Apple Frank. If you don't know what AF means, I'm not going to explain it here. So, and she says it's more than just a practice. Rage Yoga is an attitude. Well, 
I sure as heck have been accused of having an attitude. And if my attitudes level rate rage yoga, I'm all for it. So you can go around and say, I'm about as mad as a rage yoga. You can take that for me. I just made that up. I bet it sounds good. So um, she also stressed that getting angry is an effective way to get in touch with oneself. Yoga isn't actually, or actually I should say, yoga itself actually means union. So union yourself. Okay, that makes absolutely no sense. But I think kind of become one with yourself. And that's not always just super calm, breathing, practicing quiet time. And that's how most yoga places are. And I don't know about you, but I don't always feel welcome at certain yoga places. Um, either someone's more advanced or I don't like being hot. And a lot of yoga now is hot, uh, warm type rooms intentionally, not just because there's sweaty bodies in there. And no, I would rather have a 32 degree sub floor uh, fan blowing on my face and me being a bit nipply than being inside a warm yoga studio intentionally. But so she says that we're all angry about something true and we all have been holding on to an F-bomb probably longer than we should. And it allows you to have a safe place to let go of your frustrations and get rid of your rage in a healthy way. You know, punching a wall or, you know, kicking your cat. Not that I would ever hurt an animal. It's definitely not the way you want to get rid of frustration. And it's just kind of all when you get it out, you just wash it away with some cold beer and you move on. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take some things that are plaguing me that I want to yell and scream and I'm just going to do some rage yoga. So bear with me here. Let's do this. Do the freaking dishes. Um, you're not, not a damn boss, Karen. Um, if I have to tell you to do that one more time, I'm going to lose my beep. Um, okay. I do feel a little bit better. Shoot, I didn't grab anything to drink. Oh, wait a minute. I've got clue in my coffee. But So, <laughs> I encourage you to go out and rage yoga all you can. And if you need to give your neighbors a warning, if you need to give your significant other a warning, or if you need to just do it and in your car so nobody hears you that is fine but i challenge you to find different ways to release your stress in what appears to be unhealthily healthy ways and you sure as heck if you got to scream something in a um downward dog then more power to you so this will wrap up this week's Kalu and my coffee the last few episodes have been a little on the heavy side so i hope you laughed i hope you screamed and i hope you jump online and tell us your crazy kid stories or you know, when you listen to the ASMR uh, soundbite I'm going to post later in the Facebook group, maybe you should do yours too. That would be a lot fun. Uh, who knows? Maybe it is something. But anything you would like to uh, throw up there and oh, literally throw up the anyway, anything you'd like to put on any of the pages or groups, please feel free. I love seeing what listeners have to do with what I have to say. And if it's something that you don't want to share publicly, feel free to private message me. 
Where to find me in the meantime? You can listen to me just about every streaming platform there is. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Live 365. You could probably Google me and finally find me. So social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Again, I've mentioned on Facebook, you definitely want to join my VIP chat group, particularly this week because you are not going to hear my ASMR if you do not. So, and again, just to end things on a happy note, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm everybody's Kahlua in my coffee. Hit it, Becky! Wait, Becky, put the wine down. I'm gonna kick your box. Hit it, Becky! No better way to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup.